Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is man like Doreen. Hi, this is Tom Thelma. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the nightmare fuel Hassan Malone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, O'Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe. A pro. Hello and welcome to my Brit Rest journey. I'm Chris Laffin. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the owner of Grants Pro Wrestling, Johnny Brannigan. How are you doing this evening, Johnny? So. I am good. Uh, I have been in the heat all day long. Uh, so. Not taking a beat down, just the heat from the sun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've got a fan going off somewhere, uh, cooling down, feeling good. Thank you. Yeah, I was saying, I was, I was saying to my friend yesterday, like this time last year, I just had a a fan on and we can't sleep all night but I think just the cost of living these days I can't have the fan all night so I'm having <laughs> awful night sleeps at the moment so just <laughs> <lost>. so like, <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah huge thanks for joining us Stephen. so Johnny's joined us to promote GPW's 20th anniversary show on the 9th of July at the Monaco Ballroom in Wigan stacked card so far so, so. all the matches are out now yeah yeah, um, yeah all the matches are out I'm really happy with it it's uh I've actually been holding on to the card for quite some time. It is it can be card row itself. Um it's you know, it is a daunting task doing an anniversary show. I've always sort of um wrapped myself up in anxiety, are we doing the right thing? Um are we honouring the right part of history? Are we paying it enough forward? Um we have our anniversary shows every five years. Uh, but this 20th anniversary one has been in the milestone that's been in my mind for a long time. Um, and the card wrote itself months ago, months ago. Um, so it's all fallen into place. It's the easiest card I've ever had to book. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm pleased you think it looks stacked. I think it looks stacked. Um, there'll be names on there that people perhaps don't know, haven't heard of for a while. But it'll be a brilliant show. Yeah, just the main event. So, so is this the like the comeback show, your first show since pre-lockdown yes yes we've had a long uh, forced hiatus so uh, our last show was just before lockdown happened on 6th of March 2020 and it was a brilliant night um, mm. and we were just two shows into a full year and um, we were doing some sold out shows we'd, I think we'd had a, maybe 12 months of sellouts um, on a run with some great storylines that were connecting um, new characters that were connecting we had a great year planned in 2020 and it got taken away. Um, at that time, obviously, we didn't know how long it was going to be. Um, COVID happened and then venues started to reopen and things, but the Monaco didn't. The Monaco has been our home for 20 years. That's where we've done our wrestling shows. Um, I don't think there's any other company in Britain who've run the same venue for 20 years and still drawn. Yeah. Uh, we have. Um so, yeah, the venue took off in a different direction uh, and they basically said post-COVID that they needed to make some money. The wrestling had made them some money, but not enough money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were focusing on events that were going to bring in hundreds and hundreds of fans. And we sort of averaged over our 20 years, our average is about 250, 260 
people. They wanted to bring events that were bringing in seven, eight hundred people. Wow. Yeah. We can't do that. We, we're not going to do that. Um, so we, we, uh, had an amicable agreement that we, it would be a no for now to bring us, to not bring us back. Um, and I did, I kept this to myself. I didn't tell the wrestlers. I didn't tell the fans, um, because I wasn't happy about if that was the end, uh, that's the way we we're going to do it. And part of the reason why we've made 20 years is because I'm stubborn. <laughs> and I was stubborn with that relationship with the Monaco and uh, luckily in January um, they rung and said listen I think we can make this work um, let's meet and let's let's discuss some options so that's what happened um, so yeah part of it long, long answer to your question I've been on a bit of a ramble there but part of the uh, hiatus was Covid and part of it was because the Monaco had basically um, brought in bingos, uh, Bongos Bingo to do all their Fridays and Saturday nights, but it, it's making them money there, and I don't blame them for that. It's making them a lot of money to do. So they've been sort of their um, main venue uh, that's yeah. not been in the city, mm-hmm. and, um, and it's left us no room to do our own shows. They got rid of all the sort of legacy events that were that happening at the Monaco that have been there for years and years and years, and uh, we're the only one they kept. Um, oh, so. Wow. Yeah, um, so yeah, it speaks to our relationship with them and I know that the fans have been ringing in and the fans have been emailing asking when's wrestling coming back. Um, but, um, it's kind of good to take a step back, um, let people miss us for a little bit. Um, it, just, it doesn't feel like it's been three years, but yeah, it yeah, has. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, long good bingos and bad money as well. I've been once. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, and, uh, not to the one in Wigan, one to the one in Liverpool and, I was so drunk by the time the last game came on, I could barely do. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, keep up the I've, numbers. <laughs> I've never been. I don't need any encouragement to drink like that because I, I can do it by myself anyway. So, <laughs> it does look like fun. Yeah, but, yeah. My my knees and my thighs because every ten seconds you're up dancing on it on the benches and stuff, and you're constantly up and down. It's oh, and I wasn't. <laughs> I, uh, I was nearly eighteen stone back then, so I wasn't. Oh, that, <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, it's getting up and down in these and bits the next yeah. day. <laughs> so, having a stinking hangover and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's great. It's great that you're back. And so, but, should we just go through the card because it's just yeah. cut. So, I'm guessing you um, vacated all the titles pretty much from when COVID started to now. Because I'm guessing yeah. it's Joey the Hayes hasn't had a four year mate. <laughs> no, no, it's not a four year not a four year mate. What what I decided to do was, you know, the uh COVID the, the fact that these guys that have had the championships so our champions are Sandy Beach is the British champion, Joey Hayes is the heavyweight champion which is our main title. And uh the Austins, Lee Austin um, and his, his sister Lana are our tag trophy holders. And it's not their fault they haven't been able to defend it. So, you know, normal title rules would say if it's not been defended after a certain period of time. But it's not their fault. You know, we've not had a show to defend it. But what we've done is hit pause on that reign. Um, so their reign will restart on J- July the 9th. Ah, so, so Joey will come out with the title. Yes. It's not, they will. it's not like he has to wrestle for it again. It? No, no. Uh, I, thought, you know, I thought that was the, the fairest way to do it. Um, it's not their fault they haven't been able to defend um, so all the titles are on the line again um, so the champions will come out with those titles Sandy Beach will come out with the British title the Austin's the tag and uh, Joey the heavyweight so all those will be on the line um, so that's three matches straight off the bat that uh, should you know matter to people um, certainly people that have followed uh, our story 
Yeah, and you could, you could have picked anyone bigger for Jerry to face and Jack, Sam Glad- Gladwell's like the biggest, yeah, the biggest names in Britain at the moment. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, it, it is. You know, I, I cannot possibly muster up enough good things to say about Sam. Um, he started with us when he was seventeen. Um, he's now he's, he's gone from you know an adolescent to a, a grown man with children of his own, and, and I've been part of that. I've been by his side through all of that growing up and. All of his growing up in wrestling, it's been an absolute joy to behold. Um, and uh, I could not be prouder of the, of the man that he's become and the wrestler he's become. Mm. Uh, and we're so lucky to have him um, available. And that main event completely writes itself. Um, because Joey, like Sam, started with us 20 years ago. Um, and I know that Sam, and I know Sam won't mind me saying, looks up to Joey so much and always has. Um, Joey is the wrestler that all the other wrestlers want to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a long queue of people. Um, but this match, yeah, wrote itself in that main event. You know, if people haven't, people listening haven't got the tickets, the tickets are 15 quid. That yeah. match will be worth £15 alone, I promise you. And you need to be there live to see because it will be amazing. Yeah, Joey seems to be everywhere at the moment. Every show I go to, he seems to be on at the moment. Just putting yeah. over the next generation at the moment. It's just like, it's, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing how Joey's still, you know, got the passion that he has because Joey's been, to me, it seems like Joey's been everywhere all the time. Um, mm. But he's still, you know, I haven't seen Joey, but I know Joey really well. I haven't seen Joey in three years, but I know Joey. I know who he is. Um, and he just loves, loves pro wrestling. Um, He's made for this, and it's a testament to his love for the sport that he's done this for 20 years and kept that passion going. He's really happy to wrestle newcomers, really happy to wrestle season the best. He's always positive, he's always mm. up for it. He'll never do the same match twice, he'll come with ideas, and he's just a great guy to have on the roster. Um, so, yeah, super. And we're lucky that you know he started with us, and he's a local lad to to Wigan. Just all sort of falls into place. Yeah, is he the, is he the only one who's returning? He was on the first show, wasn't he, from from twenty years ago? So is he the only? I think I'm just trying to. Look. Yes, good. Yeah, uh, yeah. good noise. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Joey was uh, unless you know I uh, unless I lace up my boots that night, unless someone's <laughs> not, I have to go and uh, do some moves. Uh, yeah, he will be the he will be the only one that um, that on that's announced. On the event um, that was there 20 years ago, yeah. So how old was he back then? Like 17, 18? Yeah, I think so. Late 30s now, isn't he? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, again, you know, sort of had a passenger seat to watching Joey grow up in in life and in wrestling. And, you know, the the person he was then has sort of evolved into a a wonderful guy. And um, totally, totally different. but still sort of the same as well a lot of, lot of qualities and values and yeah uh, when you think about the, the time we spent with some of those people it's really heartwarming to think that you know we've been there for so long Martin Kirby versus Son of Derson Son of Derson's like one of my favourite wrestlers I've, I've done one training session with him as well and he's, he's such a nice guy yeah but he could also be like the most hateable heel in the world and yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure of the heel dynamic here. Who's, who's going to be the heel and the face in the Martin Kirby, Sonny Derson? No, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know that's that's probably a match. I'm you know quite relaxed about just letting the fans choose. Um, 
that mine will be the baby face 100% um, yes um, the, the music that he comes out to which I've forgotten what it is now but I can hear it in my head and I'm not singing it um, the music he comes out you can't you can't do that um, uh, he's such a likeable uh, a likeable guy um, he, he plays he plays a, he plays a great heel don't get me wrong um, but yeah he'll, he will be baby face and I'll let the crowd decide if they want to boo or if they want to cheer Sonna, but yeah, uh, I echo your, your sentiments about Sonna. Uh, great guy, uh, awesome talent, and this is a match again that we're so lucky to be able to give people. That, I think these guys, where Sam and Joey have wrestled, no more than a couple of times. Uh, Sonna and Marvin have only wrestled, wrestled each other once before. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, we you know, look at the card in totality, you'll find that kind of theme repeats itself, uh, which is which is pretty good, sort of. Pat myself on the back here too much, but um, we've, after 20 years, we're still being able to bring fresh matches, and that that is one that really sort of makes your mouth water. Son of Derson versus Martin Kirby. If you know anything about British wrestling, uh, that'll be a banger. Yeah, Martin's been around the legend of the British scene, and Son's yeah. been holding titles all over the Northwest for the last three or four years. And, and, yeah, his feud with RPD at TNT Ignition last year or the year before was, yeah. A trio of matches was amazing. So, so, but yeah, RPD versus Dylan Roberts, another two legends. <laughs> RPD's rise post um, lockdown has been amazing. It's just like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's already double champion. By the time this comes on, he might be a triple champion because he's got a he's against Lance Vera at Wrestle Island That's the right. before, so he could be a triple champion by the time he comes. On. Yeah, yeah, and, and I hope he, I hope he does it. Um, you know, I've, I've known Ryan personally for a, for a long time. We've been friends for a, a long time. We're both Blackpool lads. Um, and Ryan was a. I don't think he, I don't think he'll ever really tell you how good he was at boxing. He, he was brilliant, he, an, an excellent boxer um, that could have gone on to do really great things. Um, but he was always a wrestler at heart. Um, and I knew that, so I contacted him when he'd retired just to see if we could do something. And um, and we started training together, and he's just just got such um, an athletic um, ability that he's able to do things in there uh, in that ring that, that people can't. That, that he took to quicker than I've ever seen anyone. I've, I've trained a lot of guys over the years, and he took to things much quicker than most people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so I'm not surprised to see him go on and do get everywhere. Um, he's a really nice guy. Um, he comes with an already built-in following that will go to the ends of the earth to support him, which is a very appealing to a lot of promoters across the country. Um, and he just has that connection very quickly with people. So wherever he goes, he gets new fans. Um, that's lightning in the bottle stuff, um, especially in British wrestling. It makes him, makes him a really sort of... Um, really important asset to, to British wrestling and uh, again lucky to have had him at the start so I know he's looking forward to coming home as he calls it and yeah. looking forward to having him Dylan again someone that came through our training school been around a long time um, vastly vastly criminally overlooked as a, as a performer um, can do it all um, was probably um, my most favourite heavyweight champion we've had just the whole package his presentation his matches his work ethic um, the fabulous guys have in the, in, in, the, in the locker room as well has now amassed many many years of, of experience so he's you know 
is a veteran has always embraced ideas. I remember one time I told him that he needed to go and get a new gear and start wearing a mask um, for a a silly gimmick idea that we had for a match that would last a storyline that would last six months and he did. Um, You know, no question he did it. Um, So, yeah. yeah, um, Two great guys. Two great wrestlers. Um, We've got Isaiah Quinn in there. So, um, Dylan was managed by Alan Tasker who's moved over to the States mm-hmm. um, so Alan can't be around to be in Dylan's corner um, so Isaiah Quinn has put his hand up and he will be ringside as well so there'll be fireworks there he's fun he's, yeah Isaiah's always a lot of fun as well so. <laughs> yeah he gets it yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, uh, I, see, I see him a lot at um, Odyssey he's like he's got his own little faction there and yeah. They, yeah, and yeah they hate him <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's very good. Um, again, he's he's someone that started through us, and he uh, again, I've seen him evolve and become more comfortable as time's gone on. And you know, he, you know, in the totality of his career, he he might be more recognised for being a, a manager um, in 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 this part of his career. But he was a great performer himself, and um, able to you know do the serious and do the comedy. Yeah, during do you, do you lockdown, his following the following video series he did, I thought it was the hilarious. I just say, yeah. he, he seems to embrace this, I can't do anything, so I'll do something fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it. <laughs> he does have a great, um, he's a great sense of comic, comedy, um, Isaiah. And then, um, you know, we, we had talked about turning that gimmick into a comedy gimmick before we had to call it a day. Um, but he can do the serious stuff as well. And um, yeah, he will be serious on July the 9th. Definitely. And with RPD, he just seems to have this instant connection with like the the younger fans as well. Like, like my, like my seven year old hadn't seen him wrestle, spoke to him for two minutes, and it's his favourite wrestler. So yeah, he has it. So like at Wrestle Island, it's RPD and Lance Rivera his favourite wrestlers, so now they're wrestling for the title. He's like, <gasps> no, yeah. <I> didn't. <laughs> yeah, but that's 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 a golden spot for a promoter if they can get that. That's mm. that's great, you know. Um, everyone's a winner. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. He does have an instant connection with 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 people. Um, he's just a, he's just a likable guy. Um, he's, he's always he's always been the same, Ryan. He's he's always had that ability to connect with people. Uh, like I say, I've, I've known him for a long time. Um, so yeah, he's always had that ability. I never thought if you'd asked me before he started wrestling if he could take that ability and put it on a wrestling show and connect with an, an audience of a few hundred people. I'd, I'd have said probably not, but uh, you know he can. Yeah, and having having RPD as a, like, as a name, yeah. like it's instantly you think RVD. So you, you, yeah, it's a great chance as well. So it's like yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, he's 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 got it. He's got the gimmick, um, and he's like he, the the reps he's got in. You know, like you say, since post COVID, he's he, he knows what he's doing in there now. Yeah, the, um, next you got the tag team title, so you got the Austins versus the Merc- I always want to call them the Murder Squad, Mercenary Squad, the Merseyside Mercenary Squad. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about um, LA, well, Lee, Lee Austin, but I've never yeah. seen him outside. Is, is he just, does he only wrestle for Grand Pro? I've, just, I've never seen him outside. And- yeah, he does. Uh, and again, there's quite a lot of people on the roster, uh, you know, that we're talking about the announced matches here, but there will be some surprises as well. Mm. Um, that will that will will we'll pitch up where people can see uh, classic Grand Pro um, people that you know they won't see anywhere else other than Grand Pro. Um, and Lee, who wrestles as LA, is is one of those people. It's just 
know, Lee's a very, very laid back guy, very laid back guy. Um, nothing phases him. It's just maybe his personality. There's no reason why he can't go out there and get booked by everyone. Um, he's a superb high flyer. Uh, can do some amazing stuff. That I've, I've known Lee for 13, 14 years now, and I, I thought, you know, and I never thought in 13, 14 years' time he'd still be able to do the stuff he does, but he can. Um, and the fans love him. Um, you know, he's got that. He's got a connection with, with the audience as well. Um, so yeah, people won't see Lee wrestle anywhere else and they certainly won't see him wrestling with his sister Lana you know and everyone everyone in British wrestling knows who Lana is and uh, you know to be able to put those two together in a tag team because um, both of them with Lana and Lee come from a, a very close family and they've got quite a few siblings and they're all, they're all close they're close to the, the parents close to the siblings and um, so to be able to put that on a on a show and, and to have them be as good as they both are as a team, um, and to defend the the trophy, is 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 cool. Is really yeah. cool, um, and and they love it. They, they, you know, the, the two of them love it, um, and that's really it. Really, it really you can you can feel it. You know, when someone is into the idea and into the storyline, and those two have always been so positive. Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't pick another a better tag team for them to face, and like Dan Evans got over and. The, then between them they held they held single titles all over the, the world. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. Take taking over Scandinavia as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, they're kinda of like doing the reverse Viking thing, aren't they? They're they're invading uh, Scandinavia a minute. Um no cool, yeah, they, they, you know, Dan I've known Dan a long time, um and he has always wanted his chance to get on to, to Grand Pro and had that chance just before we we, uh, we had to close the doors and uh, he brought Scott with him. And uh, you know Dan is seasoned pro. He knows what he's doing in the ring, and uh, and and Scott is will be one of the most important people in in you know in British wrestling, certainly in the northwest. He's got it all. He, he's going to be a player, uh, but he's still learning his craft at the minute. And he could be. You couldn't have a better tag team partner to to be learning with uh, as well. And the two of them gel well. Um, so yeah, that, that match books itself really. Um, again, a match that no one else will see anywhere that has never seen that before. Um, you've got, you know, a duo that have wrestled all over the world together against family. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's very good. It's Throwing a title as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> Next then, uh, your British title, got British Sandy Beach versus the heavyweight king, Mickey Barnes. It's yes. a nice clash of styles. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, this is going to be super exciting. Again, you won't see these wrestlers, you know, we talked about Mickey Barnes doing Mega Slam and stuff, but, you know, fans are, you know, people that follow the indie stuff won't see Mickey wrestle many other places unless he turns up at wrestling. But Mickey has been quietly been among the best heavyweights in his country for the last five or more years, and people just don't know about him. Um, he's superb. He's he can get the crowd riled up in seconds, and always has done. He, you can absolutely guarantee you are going to get heat from him as a reaction. As a promoter, you know matches are important, but reactions are more important. Um, and I can guarantee the reactions he's going to get. Same with Sandy. Um, his story with us, his storyline with us is, is great. He played the, 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 the love of the loser gimmick for about a year with us and then yeah. turned it around, started winning. And it was such an organic reaction from the crowd. He came out as a, he was a heel for about a year or so. And then he started winning the crowd 
turn and they followed him through with it until it led to his title win, uh, which he, he lost um, and then recaptured that title. So he's had that title since then. And again, you won't see Sandy many other places, a bit like Sonner, a bit like Lee, um, bit, just someone that you that should be booked more places that, but isn't. Um, but you know, yeah, he's, he's had an unlucky few years with injuries as well, Sandy. So it's great to see him back now. So yeah, he's had a couple of couple of long term injuries. Um, but yeah, you know, those two boys are grand pro boys through and through. Um, it's people will be eager to see what Sandy does and. This is Mickey's chance to prove that he can do it in a singles title match. So, yeah, a good clash of styles. It'll be interesting. It'll be a lot of fun. (laughs) A performance from the magnificent Matt Brooks. It's it's my girlfriend's favourite thing that happens whenever he's on a show we're at. (laughs) His his song for his his entrance. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you said that because um, a lot of friends uh, that I have that come to the shows. Um, they're, they're the, the number one guy, and, and I'm, I'm not making this up. That the most questions I ask, get asked is, is that opera guy on the show? Yeah, and it's just it's such a special thing to be able to offer on your show. Um, and again, Matt, criminally underused in the UK. I, I don't think people have a clue how to book him. Um, <laughs> he, he is a gimmick wrestler. He's as gimmicky as gimmick gets uh, with his wrestling um, and I just it's, don't know it's, yeah his style is kind of it's, it's very 80s the way he wrestles he's very ultimate warrior yeah that's Hulk Hogan game. but yeah but Matt, better because <laughs> he's like he, 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 I'll say it and he won't he won't he won't he won't mind me saying his wrestling is limited um, he is a gimmick wrestler um, and but you are not working hard enough on your booking if you're not trying to book around his limitations and, and book to his strengths because he is a draw and he looked great and people remember him and people will come just for him I guarantee um, quick funny story about Matt I, I, I've not really said this before um, so Matt started training with us I can't remember years and years ago and um, he'd been training perhaps two or three months and um, he uh he was very coy. He'd been, he had been trained in the States, mm. um, but was sort of very coy about it all. He'd been tra- trained at um, Brian Kendrick's school. And one day I'd asked him to do a promo, and he started singing in this operatic <laughs> moments. Uh, he'd never once said that he was, like, you know, capable of doing this. So he completely shook, shocked us all. And I was like, Matt, that has got to go on Joe's. Um, so that's how it happened. <laughs> he never mentioned it. It just blew us away. So I know what it's like for fans who might not have seen him before that that get that experience. Because I was there that at the same time I heard it and I was like, whoa, amazing. Because yeah, he, he comes through the curtain and you just see this physique and you're like, wow. You don't because you don't see that that physique on British shows of anywhere in wrestling these days. No. That's just, just no. chis- completely chiselled. And then he starts no. singing and you're like. Just take a take yeah, Matt, Matt has absolutely no idea what McDonald's tastes like. <laughs> he, he has no idea what chocolate tastes like, ice cream, or, or no, <laughs> but he's no. He looks the part. He, he does, and that you know that is rare in wrestling mm-hmm. to have someone that looks that good. Um, 
and let's say you know, criminally underrated, but you know, I don't care. Oh, yeah. but if people don't use him, I will, I will use him. Oh, he's they've got a new entrance into your Hall of Fame. So who's in your Hall of Fame already? Oh, yeah, so yeah, there's, there's probably some people on there that will get. To, uh, there's a couple of names on there that people will not like, so I won't. Oh, okay, okay, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I am in there. Um, I did not put myself in there. <laughs> <laughs> the Hall of Fame was started without my knowledge, and uh, and I was put in. Um, as the first entrant, uh, we've got Damon Lee in there because he was there. Um, he's been with us since the start. Another criminally underrated guy. Yeah, enough anywhere. So, so. He, he can do it. He can do it all. Uh, Joey's in there. Tony Knox, um, the photographer, is in there. Yeah, there's. there's I'm, conv- I'm convinced he has clones because nobody could be as many shows as he's at. Because it's just like. <laughs> it's just like it's, it's true, yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's a few in there, um, but um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna open up that, that up again and um, and put a new entry in there. It just seems the right thing to do at, at this event. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm not gonna give you any clues to who it'll be, um, but it will be a, hopefully a, a nice surprise to people, and it most importantly gives the individual going in. A, an opportunity to um, be put on a pedestal and celebrated um, because of their contributions to the company. Oh, All right, so just a reminder, it's um, the 9th of July at the yeah. Monaco Ballroom in Wigan. I'll put um, ticket information in the description below the interview if anyone wants to interest in buying one. Um, can, we be about, yeah, can we just talk about, a bit about your career then? As a, as yeah. A um, what was re- oh, I was going to say, I was going to talk about you as a fan growing up, I was more interested. What was the, what was the British scene like when you saw Trey? Because I guess you were a wrestler for a few years before you were a promoter. So what was the British scene like? Late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, so yeah, I started in um, two thousand. So I started training in two thousand, and I made my debut in two thousand. Um, so you sort of have to put your mind back to where the world was at that time. Um, sort of internet in the dial-up scenario and. Um, so trying to, it was uh, British wrestling was um, like the Wild West. Um, that's what it was like back then. Um, I've got some great stories uh, of things that happened back then um, that are just completely unbelievable now. Uh, and I know I'm not the only person who has the hilarious, hilarious things that that have happened. Um, we, no one was trained the right way. People are trained much better now. Um, Scene-wise, the audience wasn't uh, the audience wasn't as good. Um, I think they're much better attended now the shows, but it probably goes hand in hand with social media. Um, but we did get the odd big show. Um, I think it was it was 2006 where we got like 500 plus in. Oh wow. Um, so yeah, so it could it could be done. It could be done, um, but a lot less training skills, a lot less promotions. Um, plus, the negatives to both of those things. Uh, so there's a lack of the training school in, in every town. There's promotions, or perhaps more than one promotion in each town. Um, I'm from Blackpool, and um, we do the shows in Wigan <clears throat> because I inherited the company after a couple of years of it being run. Um, so it would be way easier for me to do shows in Blackpool. Um, but there's already companies that run in Blackpool. 
Um, you look at the next town, Preston, well, there's a company running Preston. Yeah. You look at the next town on a map, it's Chorley. Someone else runs, someone runs in Chorley. Then you get to Wigan, so that's our town. Uh, you, you move to Bolton, there's someone in Bolton. You move to Manchester, there's about six or seven. It's like literally every stop on the map you've got. Right. that have popped up like since lockdown like, the only, even if they make it to one show and then don't do any other shows I've, I've seen, lots of people f- like follow me on Twitter or something range an interview and then the show doesn't even happen what they promote and stuff it's like, yeah it's a killer yeah, that, that, that really that really upsets me it really pisses me off um, but um, yeah but yeah, no, it was, yeah it's totally different um, lots of fun lots of problems uh, lots of fun you know, there was this, this is, this is one of the stories I was thinking of, but, you know, it just seemed, there was this thing back in the day where you would get, you would hire a ring, there used to be only a few rings that you could get, and, um, and there was a spat of people ringing up that ring person, offering them more money to stay at home, <laughs> to take the ring to the show, just to sabotage that show, and, you know, there's been shows that have had to happen without a wrestling ring, you know, this was back, you know, back yeah. in the day. Uh, you know, dirty little tactics like that um, that, you know, thankfully and hopefully don't happen, any, happen anymore. Um, but, yeah, yeah to- totally different, but lots of fun. I'm glad I got in when I got in. Yeah. <laughs> and did you, you seem to, like, retire, not really retired, but you seem to slow down your career as the kind of Brit rest boom started. It's like the 2013, 14, 15 era. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was... Not intentional. I've not retired. Um, I've, <laughs> I've, uh, I've still got stories and matches in me. Um, it just made sense to, to, you know, let someone else have that spot on the show. Um, and yeah, I did. I think I can't remember when my last match was. Twenty fourteen, maybe. Um, it it was hard to promote and do shows and mm. you know hear other shows at the same time. Um, but. Yeah, I can't remember what the, the decision really was to to make to, to step away from it. It was just an organic type thing, really. I just thought, well, you know, someone else I had a lot of training at the time and wanted that spot, and you know, I'm hogging a spot that I don't need to, to hog. Um, the storylines that I was doing elsewhere kind of wrapped up a little bit. Um, but no, I've not. I'm not. I will wrestle again at one point, you know. But I'll, it'll be, you know, kind of a. There was actually plans for me to wrestle. 
uh, in a storyline that we, we we got started uh, with myself and Sam Gradwell a few years ago, um, where we had this sort of ungrateful trainee um, storyline that was brewing, but Sam got injured, so we we couldn't actually see that one through. Oh, okay. um, which would have been which would have been fun, um, but yeah, we never never got back on that horse. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I, I've had a great time wrestling. I loved, I've loved it. I've had a wonderful time in all the matches I've had. I've been lucky to wrestle abroad. We're lucky to wrestle in different places around the UK. Uh, wrestle some cool guys, tell some cool stories. I've made loads of mistakes, um, but I've hopefully, you know, had my mo in a wrestling match was to always make people think that I'm going about. I don't think that heresy match was fake. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know all the other ones might have been fake, but he was definitely hitting people hard, um, and just make people believe a little bit more. That's the whole. That was the whole uh, reason I wanted to to do it, um, and uh, and have fun and show off and tell stories and stuff. So I'm I'm you know very comfortable with what I've done, but yeah, I've I've not chucked my boots away yet. <laughs> do you find it difficult to let go of control once the show starts? Is like yeah yeah 100%, <laughs> yeah um, I am. I am. Um, I have to be across everything. Um, there was a period of time over the last twenty years where it was complete burnout, and um, and I had to take a step away. And I wasn't as engaged in the shows as I should have been. Um, I wasn't across all the things that I should have been. Um, I don't know how. I can't remember what happened with those events. You know, I don't, you know, they probably happened just as well or as badly as other ones. I would have been across. You know, it probably wouldn't have made any difference at all. But these are storylines and scenarios and characters and moments that live in my mind weeks and weeks before the event happens. They're not in anyone else's mind. They're in my mind. So for for them to come out of my mind and be displayed on the event as I see them, I think I have to have that control. But it's a. It makes it a long day. <laughs> yeah. How do you decide if you bring in like a big name in, who they're gonna face? Um, I try to stay away from big names really, um, because I don't like to follow the crowd. Um, I know there is a company called Wrestle Island that should probably have been our name because I, I'm a little bit of an island myself. I, I don't. I won't book the the uh, the wrestler of the month. Um, I won't fly in guys for the sake of flying in, you know, there are no loads of promotions will. So a big name, there would have to be a real reason for that big name uh, to come in. Um, and if it is a big name, say, from the British scene, then they would probably be brought in over a period of a number of shows where we can tell a story with that person. Um, but I suppose trying to answer your question, it would, it would be... It would depend on who the person was and, and if they were, you know, it, it might be what I want from that match. If I want, if I want a safe pair of hands, mm-hmm. Joey Hayes, you know, or something <laughs> like him. But if you want to give someone an opportunity, um, you, you might give it to one of the younger guys. I remember years ago we brought Tracy Smothers over and it was just one of those things that hadn't really been planned in. Um, it was someone contacted me and, uh, and said, Tracy's in the country, can you use him? I thought, oh, you know what, we have got a gap, we could use him. And we were trying to push Dirk Fieldgood at the time. Um, so it made sense for him to go against Dirk. Dirk went from here to there after that match. So that match did exactly what he needed to do. 
as far as like getting the fans to buy into it, and for Dirk to go on that learning curve, and um, it was it was a it was a great match. People still talk about that match now, and that was yeah. six. <laughs> so yeah, so again a bit of a ramble, but um, yeah, I don't I don't bring in big names. We have our own roster that people hopefully would be familiar with, um, and if if a big name comes in, it would it would be completely dependent on. How many shows I was booking them for, really? Because I don't really bring in people for one shots. It's usually like a storyline. Has, has the I know you haven't done shows for three years, but has the Wrestle School been open for the last three years? Or? No, unfortunately not. No, we've had to close the school down. Um, oh. It got a little bit too much work for me uh, with having a, a day job uh, Monday to Friday. I had uh, uh, my son was born in 2018, and oh. uh, the only day I had really, um, you know, working 70 hour weeks during the week um, and then spending Saturday at home before going to wrestling training on Sunday all day took its toll after a little while so I tried to sub it out to somewhere else but it didn't work um, because I it, it was my personality the wrestling school was my personality it was it was my system it was it was me it was my identity really uh, my DNA all over that so when others did it it wasn't the same um, and uh, and that, that's that's no one's fault. That's just you know just the way it is, and it just didn't work, um, which is a shame because I loved 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 doing the training, loved seeing people come through, um, and and giving them opportunities on the shows. Um, sort of being that gatekeeper, you know. Uh, I do have a problem with a lot of people in in that scene in wrestling that don't walk the part. I think could have done a bit more training, a bit harder training. Um, I think a lot of people are too soft. And um, I, I actually actively tried to lose trainees, not gain them. <laughs> um, I didn't want, you know, people had to had to prove themselves in my training. And so the guys that came through it come through it the hard way, uh, which is the way I came in. And, I, you know, wrestling, I see a lot of people, you're getting some controversial comments here, Chris, but um, I see a lot of people saying wrestling's for everyone. Wrestling is absolutely not for everybody. And it's can, hard. I've, they, I've made my son yeah. start wrestling training last May. Yeah. After my first training session, I couldn't walk for four days. I've never yeah. done squats in my life. I've never done a roll in my life. Yeah. It is hard. And, and everyone is, you know, come and try it. But, um, it's, to go on a show should, should be hard. And it yeah. shouldn't be made easy. And, uh, there's a lot of people that make, make that easy. Um, wrestling needs wrestling fans. It doesn't necessarily need loads of more wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it is. I would say we love it. it it, did, it, it took me a while to, because I, I was I was so out of shape when I started. As I mentioned, I was eighteen stone. Yeah, like early last year. So going straight to wrestling training when I, I wasn't very fit at all. Yeah, I was absolutely wrecked after the, the warm up. So I just couldn't take anything in after that. So it took yeah. me months of training to get to basic fitness, so where I'm, I could actually concentrate and actually learn and stuff. So it's, yeah. So but it, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's, it's the most unnatural thing to do. You know, you're throwing yourself down to the ground. You're throwing yourself. You're pushing yeah. the air out of your lungs. You, you're getting tired, um, and you're getting back up and doing it all over again. And as well as that, you, you you're telling a story. You're being a character. You've got eyes on you, and you. It's it's really there's nothing you can do in training that will prepare you for a match on the show. Um, but it, yeah, it is so hard and. Uh, there's no real training that you could do to prepare to go to wrestling training. Um, it, there's nothing you can do. You, you, know, you, 
you can you can do the weights in the gym and do your cardio and stuff. But you, I've had some, I've had some meatheads turn up to, to wrestling training. I've had some extremely fit guys turn up to wrestling training. I've had guys that think they were world beaters turn up to wrestling training, and eat, every single one of them has failed because it's harder than they ever thought it would be. Yeah, I've seen a big turnover and people who turn up and do three or four sessions and never see them again. It's just... Yeah, yeah. And you wonder, I worry what happens to those people. I'm pleased to see that you're still involved and you're doing an important job now giving Brit, Brit Ress a, a, a pedestal to stand on and people like me to come and talk about our shows and stuff. But I do worry what happens to those people that are chased away and... and, and, and Aren't ready, and you know they might feel embarrassed, and they don't. And they've lost, they've lost a fan from British wrestling um, because they, you know, they might feel silly going back to watch a show or watch that show, um, and that, that's a shame because you know, like I say, wrestling needs needs fans. It needs people to come and spend money because you know you don't need to be a, a genius to look at the crowds that people are drawing, working out what the wrestlers are. Costing what the venues cost, what you have to spend the most. The, the, the money isn't great. Um, you know, it, it needs people to come and buy those tickets and, and buy the merch things. So, yeah, we don't want to turn fans away. We don't want to turn potential trainees into non-wrestling fans. We want, we still want them to come to the events. Yeah. So think about it strongly. You know, if, if anyone's listening is thinking about it, think about it really strongly and make a good school. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, I think I, I think yeah. It's something that I do, I do say I do it with my oldest, and yeah, I think it's a great thing we do together. Whether I'll ever wrestle on a show, I don't know, but I, I do really, really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've made, yeah, we've met some great people doing it. I think I've made like a few friends for life, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's that kind of experience you get in wrestling training. You're not going to get in normal life. Um, you know, I've been I've been thrown together with people that I thought I'd never be friends with, but you know, I've been friends with for twenty years. Um, because we've got the common ground in wrestling, it's not you know it's a beautiful thing to see people come together and and form like that. Yeah, and there there is an ele- element of trust of things like I've been punched in the face twice and I've never held it against anyone. Right. I've been learning, learning how to yeah <laughs> stick like stray elbows and stuff. But, yeah, it's, it's, we're we're learning, so you can yeah. <laughs> I know there's no malice in it, but it, 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 and I was like, oh, I don't want to have a huge bruise on my face at work tomorrow. Just to <laughs> ask a question. But luckily, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I know. I know. I can understand why people want to want to try it. Um, but I think that um, you know, the, the people who are going for the schools um, should not be given an easy way out of the school, and should not be be going to the schools. To predominantly get on shows, I think you know I see a lot of uh, chatter about people going to certain promotions just so they you know it's an easier route if they went to that training school to get on that show rather than going to a reputable school who uh, who will make you work. Um, and I, I don't agree with that. You know, put the work in. It's it's and it's also one of them sports where you don't, you don't know what you don't know. I said. But it seems to me the more I learn, the less ready I feel to be on the show because there's no one in there. I didn't <laughs> yeah, know that, so it's, not so, it's, it's yeah. so much to learn. <laughs> yeah, there is, and, and you, know, you just have to throw your hands up and say, you know what, I will always be learning, and um, you know, there's, there's stuff, there's stuff I hear all the time, 
uh, that I've never thought of, or it's just a way a different way of looking at it. Um, you, you'll always you'll always be picking new things up. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoy it. So, do you want to uh, remind the listeners about where the show is and what dates and stuff, and where they can find tickets? Sure. Yeah. So, it's our twentieth year anniversary show. Um, so, we are super excited to bring it to you. It's going to be a classic Grand Pro card. So, you won't see some of these wrestlers anywhere else. Um, if you've never seen Grand Pro wrestling before. This will be what we're all about. The show is going to be at the Monaco Ballroom in Hinley in Wigan. It's a beautiful venue, um, one of the premier venues in the UK. It's where we've been for the last 20 years. Um, you can get tickets from directly from their website, which is themonaco.co.uk, um, or if you search on Skiddle for Grand Pro Wrestling, you can get them there too. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Grand Pro. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Grand Pro Wrestling. Um, if people feel the need that they want to go and uh, add me on social media, I will only disappoint you because I don't post <laughs> anything. Um, if you want to find me on there, you can do. Um, but yeah, please come to the show. Like I say, wrestling needs wrestling fans. It needs people to come together and enjoy, and hopefully people will do. Um, it's a big event for us. We hope we can sell it out as much as possible and uh, and keep going. It's a stack card. There's so many of my favourite wrestlers on it. <laughs> cool. I'm busy now. Cool. So I've got links to everything in the description below the interview, so I've really enjoyed being today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Good luck with the show, 20th show. I'd, I'd, yeah, as I say, I'd love to have you on again. Just go more depth on your career and stuff. It's, it's, it sounds, sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of stories I can, I can, uh, I can tell you. But, um, yeah, it sounds cool. Thank you, Chris.